What's up, guys? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview entrepreneurs on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. Today's guest is Mary Joy Garcia, founder of Holy Misfit Hair Salon. She is an all-around entrepreneurial badass, as well as a dreamer who loves to fill the cups of others with her constant positive energy. So not only does she leave you looking like a million bucks, you will certainly feel like it too. This conversation is super special to me because without Mary Joy, the Thrive HQ location would not exist as it does today. So tune in to hear that story and please go show some love to Mary Joy. What's up, fam? I'm back in the ATX and I'm super excited to have Miss Mary Joy Garcia on today. And something we were talking about before this is how the hell she hasn't been on here yet because we've (laughs) known each other for a while now and she's actually one of the first people... I met and became friends with here in Austin, Texas. How are yeah. you doing today? Good. It's it's good to be here. I'm glad to be here. Hell yeah. Well, I actually wouldn't be sitting in this spot if it wasn't for you. So it's super cool. Oh, and I can't true. wait to get into all the cool topics that we can talk about. But the first thing I want to discuss is how did we actually meet? Because Mary Joy, I'll let you tell the people what you yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but apparently she cuts half of Austin, Texas's hair. Right Not now. half of Austin. <laughs> a lot of, we just have a huge community here. And I feel like I just, just through word of mouth, just started doing basically everyone we know. So go into what is it that you actually do? So I cut hair for a living and I color hair for a living. Okay. And how we met was interesting because you guys were actually from Houston. And I spent like three years there. And when I moved back, I started just starting my career here. Then Aaron heard of me through a friend that I used to work with in Houston. So it was you, kind who, of who was it? My friend um, Juju. Okay. Yeah, and she was she went to the salon that I was working at in Houston while y'all were living there. Okay. And yeah, Juju's like, yeah, go to my girl Mary Joy. She's dope. We meet. Me and Aaron are like instant friends. And then she said that you and I have to meet because we're basically like the same person. <laughs> and then we met and we're like, holy shit, dude, this is dope. You know? Yeah, then- this is back in the day. So just to paint a picture for other people, I think this is like three years ago, 2017. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So we had just moved to Austin and Erin, I think she only gets her hair cut like twice a year. She's yeah. got that line. She doesn't need it. Yeah, she doesn't need it to be coming in all the time like you. Yeah, she gets it twice a year. And for all the dudes out there, she was not pleased with how I was taking care of my hair um, <laughs> because I'm the type of guy that's just like, yeah, I'll just get a cheap cut. And CJ gets cut his hair done like twice a year too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. I'm always on the go and I've never really cared about what other people necessarily think or whatever. And but, you look good shaggy yeah. too. So like your long hair doesn't oh, even I look bad. I appreciate you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things like in the winter, I like to keep it a little longer so I yeah. can rock a beanie. Yeah. Um, but Erin loves it short. So we were looking at how can we maximize. Um, she'll go check out a few places and then maybe I could just go to the same place because yeah. um, I'm too lazy uh, to really <laughs> search for that. But that's what ended up happening. So how did how did she actually connect with you? Through Instagram or... Through Juju. She, and okay. then I guess I guess she followed me on Instagram and then just started when she when y'all moved to Austin, she just came through. Oh yeah. yeah and where where mouth. were you at? 
I forget what the place is called, but it, it was, was far out there. I remember. Yeah, it was a little like salon suite in a salons by JC where you just rent out a room. Um, I was like working under this girl named Kristen and it was like so small. It was like not even this big, you know? Yeah, it, it was, I, I, can, I can barely remember it. I only went there like a couple of times before you opened your yeah. new one. Yeah. But run the run an audience through like, how the hell did you even get into cutting hair in the first place? Because I know you're oh, super multi-talented and you have yeah. a lot of things that you want to do in life. Yeah. But how did you even get into the modality of cutting people's hair? Well, I mean, in high school, it started off in high school, right? When you're thinking about what you want to do with for the rest of your life. Um, I was like a painter. I was a painter and I was a stoner. So when, I, when it was when I was coming down to sounds like a good combo. <laughs> when I was coming down to like picking my career, like I I just went with what felt right, you know. So I didn't want to go to college. I didn't feel right to go to college. Why? It, just I it was so freaking annoying to do it in high school. Like the same shit, just sitting and listening to somebody talk. What were you so bullshit. like? Some of our listeners are are younger. Like, what were you feeling in that moment? Actually, Jake, who works with us, you uh-huh. know Jake, yeah, actually dropped out. And one of the things, of college, that, or yeah, okay. of college, okay. um, but his first year. And one of the things that I I try to inspire people to do is find themselves at an even younger age. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you've you kind of did that. Yeah. And what were some of the like enlightening things that you were going through while you were in high school yeah. that maybe someone else out there that's listening could no matter what age they're at, yeah. can kind of like lean into that and yeah. go their own way. Yeah. So it's crazy, right? Because none of us really have a set path. Like there's a path that's laid out for us. And then there's just things that you, it's kind of like your gut feeling, your intuition. You know, I always tell my people like, follow what gives you orgasms. You know, like what that thing that gives every cell in your body like, like that rush. And it's just like that tingling feeling, like just go for it full on. You know, people search for that that's why they do drugs that's a bunch of crazy things but there's things in the world like good conversations good people that set off that spark and you just follow it because you just like intuitively know that that's where you're supposed to go does that make sense no that may i mean (laughs) to me that makes a ton of sense like follow your orgasms like oh shit like i mean yeah i've never actually i've never heard it put that way but if i think about the things that like like podcasting Mm -hmm. for instance it gives me that feeling and Mm -hmm. it's it's weird as i age i'm actually finding more of those feelings because I stopped giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. And once I stopped caring what other people think, mm-hmm. I start trying these things that when you're a kid, mm-hmm. I was just talking to somebody before this, like you have to, you have to lean into your inner child and yeah. remember what, who you were before the world told you who you're supposed to yeah. be, right? Yeah. And I mean, you embody this to a T, but it's so hard for younger people to do it. So you're going through high school and then was there any pressure to go to college or to go to the <sighs> next step or Can you mean? my mom's asian so <laughs> when i i actually moved to houston the whole time i was in houston my mom me and my mom never talked because i just like i left never went to college left for a boy blah blah, blah. wait you left houston to come here I for left a boy austin i left austin i moved to houston for a guy and then i started my career there because i just wanted to leave what i was raised in you know so yeah i did that um, where was I going with that? So oh, you're yeah. ra- you're raised you're born and raised here in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Well, I was born in Chicago. Okay, but I was raised here. But my mom thought I was complete scum because I didn't do what, she, in her mind, was the key to success. Yeah, she'd already attached that expectation. Exactly, and I demolished it. And she like came from a third world country, so she worked in her head. She worked so hard for me to like live the life she never did. You know, so growing up, looking back at that, like she did the best she could. Right, she. She did everything she did and pushed me out of love. But me growing up in America, I just wanted to be free, you know? And 
I guess I demolished her expectations and she did push me so hard and then disown me. I wanted to work even harder just, just to say, fuck you. You know, like I can do everything you wanted me to do my own way and better, you know? But now I'm like, okay, mom, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's funny how you, I mean, as you get wiser, you learn one, not to hold on to any of that shit. Yeah. One of the reasons that I've started to think like this is Aaron and I are planning to have kids yeah. in the future. And I'm just like, damn, like, there's going to be things that I do wrong as a parent and mm-hmm. like I don't I don't know the right or wrong way to do things and then you start thinking like wow they really just kind of did what they thought was the best mm-hmm. in the moment yeah and I have this this view of things where they had no idea like you can't communicate when you're a kid so if they mm-hmm. did something I had no way of communicating like this is how I see things or whatever mm-hmm. it, you just hold that shit in mm-hmm. and then you hold on to that story that you kind mm-hmm. of tell yourself but then you get older and you're just like why the fuck was I telling myself that story in the first yeah. place like I was introduced to this concept because you know like metaphysics and shit hell yeah. of like this what is metaphysics? metaphysics metaphysics it's the study of like everything in life man um, that's another thing that gives me orgasms. It's like a huge mind fuck for me because you're just studying like ancient esoteric stuff that applies to everything you do, you know? So I just like- So give an example. Um, so for someone out there, again, we talk weird shit, but there's yeah. a lot of people that have no clue what the hell you're talking about right okay. now. So, so like baseline- one, like if I, I'm a fifth grader right now, yeah. explain it like that. Okay, like uh, vibrations at, at the most simplest form, right? Like everything's a vibration, this light, your energy, color, we, we see, feel, I mean, freaking solids, liquid gas, everything's a vibration. So if you understand the world through vibration and you kind of like a radio, like you just change your frequency to what you want to see or what you want to do, like you can control your reality. I get it. And here's, okay. here's, here's another way. So Aaron and I want to do van life, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. we're looking at, we're looking at sprinter vans. Mm-hmm. Well, because we're looking at Sprinter Vans and watching YouTube videos, yeah. now I see Sprinter Vans yes. everywhere yes. I fucking go because exactly. the frequency in my head is like Sprinter yep. Vans, Sprinter Vans. Yep. And the thing about frequency is there's so many free. I love how you brought that up. There's so many frequencies that are going on that yeah. if you picked up on all those frequencies, you would go crazy. Yeah. You'd be insane okay, because you it. can't, you can't, your, your brain cannot conceive all the frequency that's going on. So mm-hmm. you adjust to the frequency that you're at. So yeah. the more positive you become, you're yeah. going to attract more positive people. Exactly. The more negative you become, you're going to attract more negative people. And yep. again, this is even going back to our parents. Mm-hmm. The story that I was telling myself is like when you're younger, it's like, oh, I'm going to get good grades because I want I want love from yeah. people. I want, yeah. I want attention, right? Yeah. And then you get into college. And for me, it was like you, you skip this phase because you had found it sounds like you found yourself before I did still looking for and, <laughs> well you know what I mean like yeah. you've found that path of all right fuck this I'm I don't care yeah. like versus I was like I need to go to college I need to be an engineer I, mm-hmm. I was telling myself these stories because of that attention I wasn't on the right frequency yeah and then as soon as I got on the right frequency it was like oh shit this is what life is supposed to feel like yeah so for you you're you moved to Houston mm-hmm. And you're on this one frequency of life. Mm-hmm. What kind of shifted you back to come back to Austin? The guy I was with at the time wanted to get married and shit. And that just didn't feel right. That wasn't on, on my vibe, right? Like he wanted – he saw like a life of like kids, suburban home. To me, it was just like settling. Like that that was it. You know, that's, that's the rest of my <laughs> life. You know, exactly. <laughs> and not to say that I don't want that in the future. It just wasn't – what I wanted with him, I guess, you know, because it just seems like that was it. It was just nothing else is going to happen besides that, you know, and I was ready for more adventure. So I just chose to end that, moved here, started a new adventure, was the best choice of my life. So when you were in Houston, were you cutting hair? Yeah, I was assisting. So I started, I got out of cosmetology school and went straight to Houston and started at the bottom of the food chain over there. 
So just learn how to blow dry shampoo, like freaking sweat floors, clean toilets. Like and what is some dry. advice you could give to people that – so, I, I mean, I know you, like, you just kind of jump into things. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. people struggle with that because they have, like your mom, some expectation mm-hmm. of, hey – I deserve more than what I actually should be doing right now. What kind of taught you or what innately in you was like, damn, I'm going to have to just shampoo and do kind of some of the dirty work before I get to this next level. Yeah. Honestly, it's going to be, I don't know if it's a weird answer, but faith, you just know that the world has your back. So you could fuck up as many times you want. You could get hurt as many times you want, but just knowing that you're going to be good in the end and whatever you're doing is going to help you regardless of how shitty it is at the time, you know? So to find good. Define good. Yeah. So for you, if you, if you're, if we're younger, right? Yeah. Like, so this is where people misconceive things. Yeah. We're younger. Good to me was like, all right, I'm going to get a 70K salary yeah. versus now I'm like, I don't fucking want a salary. Yeah. Like I want to make millions of dollars yeah. so that I can make an impact on yeah. other people. I don't think in the same way. Mm-hmm. So when you first started, what was quote unquote good for you versus like now what is good because our minds need to be a little bit different in the beginning of like starting things. Mm -hmm. Like when I started a company, it was just like, what was good is, okay, I got the LLC and I learned how to do a financial statement, Mm -hmm. but like, that's not good right now because I'll go under if I just focus on these little things. Right. So in your mind, when you were going through this in Houston, what was, what was good and what, what allowed you to kind of open your mind up besides the faith that you didn't have to be perfect at things? To me, like it goes back to the freaking orgasm thing. Like, but whatever I want in life, like my freedom is the most important thing to me. So whatever made me feel the most free is like what is quote unquote good for me, you know? Snapping my fingers right now. <laughs> that's that's what I was looking for. So yeah. freedom. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, that's what they think they're after money. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people that want to start things, man, that's such a fucking good answer. I just have to <laughs> applaud you for that because a lot of people, again, if you're in the corporate world right now, the number one thing they try and jump to is like, okay, I have a hundred K salary right now. I could never start something on my own. Cause how am I going to match a hundred K salary? But you're yeah. not after the hundred K salary. Yeah. You're after the fucking orgasm. Yeah. You got to get rid of the number thing. You got to get rid of all of that, those thoughts and just fucking flow, you know? Cause yeah. money is just money. Like you just, you want something, go make it happen. Don't let money, that's everyone's like number one stopping factors. Where am I going to get the money? You know? And I feel like as you keep growing, that money thing is going to evolve in its own way and you're going to get scareder and scareder. Like when I got opened up my shop, dude, I like went to you. I'm like, like CJ, how the fuck am I going to afford all this? You know, I was like afraid of the whole money thing. And then like, now I'm just chilling with it, you know? And that, that's a whole rabbit hole I want to get into, but I have another question (laughs) about, so you ended up moving to Houston. Uh-huh. I'd love to know your first haircut, first experience cutting someone's hair. Yeah. So you went from a painter. Did you try a bunch of different things? Like, how did you know this was the thing that you should basically, what I call it, eat shit? Like, yeah. start at the bottom. Yeah. At. Well, I mean, I love talking to people. I love connecting with people. So I bartended right out of high school and I worked uh, as a bartender while I was in cosmetology school. Okay. So I liked that, I guess, skill or that aspect of my life, you know, and physical touch, quality time are like my biggest love languages. So I just wanted to keep doing things I loved in order to do what I do. So when it came down to doing hair, I got to connect with people and I got to paint and I knew that, yeah, it would make a lot of money if I just applied myself. So I just like, I didn't look too far ahead. Like I had no idea I'd end up in this spot. I just kind of like went step by step. I was like, okay, this is cool for now. Let's see how far it goes. And with that thought, Anything I do, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to do my best at whatever, you know? Like, people complain, like, oh, fuck, dude, I have to fucking 
wipe toilet bowls. I have to assist this motherfucker. I have to like work all these hours. But in my head, I'm like, dude, I'm going to be the fucking best at it. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just yeah, like, so Matt, I just listened to one of the best podcasts I've heard in a while, Mike Tyson and Joe Rogan. And he yeah. talked about most people are trying to win 10 fights ahead and they don't, they're not focusing on the fight that's like right now. And by fight, he doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean like he's in the boxing ring. He means like the fight could be, I have to get up and I have to meditate. Yeah. Like focus on the fight right at hand because mm-hmm. this is the only moment that we have a chance mm-hmm. to actually make an impact and get to the things that later on that mm-hmm. we want to get to. We want to, we want to wear that belt. Yeah. We always, everybody, but this is the thing. Everybody wants to wear the belt. Yeah. Everybody wants a ton of money. Everybody mm-hmm. wants all these things, but how many people are willing to wake up and win the fight? That's like right, right in, front in front of your, front of your face yeah, exactly. right now. So you're in Houston and you're going to cosmetology school, bartending. And I love this because it reduces your ego. Like when you, when you are in this state of, I'm just going to win today's fight because this is the only thing that I can do. It, Mm -hmm. it takes a shot at everyone's ego. So for me going from like engineering to like a personal trainer, it was like, people would be like, you're quitting this facade of a person that you were. Mm -hmm. You went five years to get this engineering degree, but now you're just going to be a personal trainer. And in my head, I was like, no, but I have to start, I have to eat shit first before Mm -hmm. I kind of get to the next level of things. And one of the things that was really inhibiting to me was staying attached to some thing that I thought I would become. Rather today, it's like, again, focusing on winning that fight. Yeah. Again, this is, I was 25 at the time when I was figuring this out, but you were a lot younger. How, what was your like lifestyle then that potentially could have maybe influenced you in that way? Because again, a a lot of young people are not willing to sacrifice that ego or that certificate Mm -hmm. to say like a lot of people just want to say I went to this school I got this degree and like that's what they live for yeah to me it's just like there's a level of like it's a fine line between being like smart and being stupid right like you have to be smart enough to know where you want to go but stupid enough to not give a fuck you know what I mean so like to me I was just like smart enough to have a plan stupid enough to believe in it exactly (laughs) yeah for real though like to me I was just as foggy as everyone else. I didn't really know where I was going, but I just went with what felt right. You know, you really got to believe in your gut instinct. Like when I tell people you have to know who you are, you literally have to play with like the thoughts in your head, how you feel in your heart, how you feel in your gut, all that, just so you can make the next move. And a lot of the times it doesn't make sense. Like it never makes any logical sense. You just kind of have to like do it. So that's what I did. But I mean, what's the worst that could happen if you just go for something that you're like trying to do? You know what I mean? Just keep I mean, what going. is the worst that can happen? You die. What are, what are, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what were some of the biggest struggles? The biggest struggles? Um, Besides money. Money is always yeah. a fucking issue for yeah, everybody. Yeah, money is always going to be the struggle. Um, that's an interesting question. Biggest struggle for me was saying no to things. Like, really? As soon as you, as soon as you lean into like finding your orgasms, right? Yeah. Like, I just wanted to say yes to all of it. I was like, yeah. oh my god, this is this new world that I've never like a good instance was like as soon as someone paid me mm-hmm. to train them mm-hmm. i was like oh shit now i can get a nutrition certification i could get paid for doing nutrition plans mm-hmm. then once i figured that out i was like oh i could blog and get paid for that and like mm. this whole new world yeah it was like Phew. yeah oh i could like do all these things and i just started saying yes to everything yeah which is i believe is great when you're younger and you don't yeah. have risk yeah um but that was my that was one of my biggest struggles and it sounds counterintuitive you're like oh cj that's not a struggle like yeah. struggles like i don't have food i don't yeah. like yeah yes uh, maslow's hierarchy of needs i had already met that because i got the engineering degree like my rent was paid for i had food on the table i had six months saved up yeah so i was just like 
tasting everything. But I realized when I look back, like, man, that's how I was starting to burn out. Yeah. But for you, what was that, that struggle maybe in the beginning that you were starting up? Um, for me, it's like, I like to battle with my own head, right? And I had this huge fear of stepping into responsibility. Mm. It's the little rebel in me, right? It's like, I don't want to step into... What does responsibility look like to you? You know, like uh, eventually having to put food on people's tables, having to get up and like get up early in the morning and do a routine so I can like do stuff for the rest of the day, like stuff like that. Like me wanting you freedom. freedom. Yeah. yeah, wanting freedom. I just want to do whatever, whenever. Like remember when I was like last year when I was 25, I just wanted to quit my whole job and just go in a van and just like be a freaking vagabond for I don't know how long. Just because I, I was tired of the responsibility I had to do every day. It's just like get up do clients, you know, work out, pay bills, like all that shit. Why do you think, do you think that responsibility and freedom are at the opposite ends? I think you need responsibility in order to obtain freedom. Like you need a level of discipline and structure in order to get to where you want to be, right? You ever listen to Jocko Willink? Uh-uh. Read his book. Um, so oh, no, no, he's the, he's the military ownership. guy. Yeah, he, okay. his saying is like discipline equals freedom. Yeah. So if you do the things that you need to do, you, you earn the freedom that exactly. you want. So a good example is just like, okay, uh, you eat healthy. You're going to have a healthy mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. There you're not going to spend time in the hospital or exactly. taking pills or whatever. You're going to be free from all that. Yeah. Um, if you're a business owner, and this is why I fucking preach systems. If you build the systems in mm-hmm. the beginning, you're free because yep. someone else can come in and manage them. Yep. But if you have no systems, nobody can take what's in Mary Joy's head and mm-hmm. run with it. But mm-hmm. if you build, if you get everything out of your head, put it into a system, someone can come in yep. and manage that. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole balance to it. You know, like there's a whole creativity fun and then there is a structure. So you, so you build upon it. Like you need that structure to create that foundation for your freedom. Have you ever thought of finding a business partner that just says the opposite end? Oh my God. Yeah. She's in there. You met her, Stacey. (laughs) Dude, we've been going at it because she likes things done a certain way and I just fly by the seat of my pants. So like I need her and she needs me, right? Like I just fucking create and she's like, okay, let's do something with that. You know, like she's creating rules. She's creating things and standards for me to meet every day because she just can't fucking stand it if it's out of order. And I'm like, I hate you, but I love you so much. Yep, that's my <laughs> that's my marriage to a T. Yeah, that's Aaron. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and uh, I mean even even with this podcast, right? So yeah. shout out to my entire team. Yeah, Joe, Catherine, Jake. Um, she comes in. Catherine builds yeah. SOPs, yeah. and they they run through everything. So yeah. I do. I'm I'm the paint on the wall. I throw paint everywhere, mm-hmm. right? I'm the messy guy. Mm-hmm. Always have been. Mm-hmm. And they come in and they clean it up. But you mm-hmm. need both parties. Yeah. Um, because that's what. Your skill set is yeah. your skill set is the talking, is the doing, is the having just fun, always playing. action. Yeah, yeah. Um, and th- this is the thing. Like, there's a story that I forget where I read this from, but this will hit home with you. It was this guy working in a corporate office, and it was a they get mentors, so they come into their new job, and everybody gets a mentor, right? So all the kids that he was working with got mentors that they would have lunch with every week, and he never saw his mentor. He's mm-hmm. like. What the fuck? This whole like, I guess it was like a twelve week program. He's like, I never, I'm never seeing my mentor. What the hell is going on? Until the very last week, where I guess the company told the guy that was supposed to be mentoring, like, hey, you really need to like do something with this this mentee. So he takes him out, and the kid asks, like, where have you been this whole time? And he was like, you see, everybody that has these jobs, it's because of me. Like, mm-hmm. I was out on the golf course, I was out at a meeting on a boat, I was yeah. out taking someone to lunch. He was like, none of these people would be getting paid. If I wasn't, quote unquote, doing 
the real work, which is the key to a business is bringing in new customers. Mm -hmm. And the thing about that is that takes art Mm -hmm. and art is messy Mm -hmm. because you can speak to this. How many different types of clients do you have? Oh my God, so many. And you can't attract them in just one methodology, right? Yeah, you can't. There is no structure. There is no, so that's where you're, modus of operation is versus someone else like financials Mm -hmm. that needs to be fucking structured yeah you're forecasting structured how many clients did we actually have last month what's our cash flow like that stuff needs structure to it Mm -hmm. now there's an art to that as well Mm -hmm. but you need somebody and then also like distribution of products like you have a certain amount of products come in certain amount of products going out yep so i'd love to shift into speaking a little bit about how did you go from throwing paint on the wall and just doing all the dirty work to, oh shit, I have these clients that I have to show up for. What did that initially look like? So were you cutting hair in Houston or were you always just doing the dirty work there before you moved here? I was doing a lot of the dirty work there, learning like key things, like the little things that you need to do in order to be a good hairdresser, like little fundamentals on blow drying, how to do a good shampoo, like just the little things, like how to cut, how to do all this so stuff. So what are, what are some little things? Greeting a client. Okay. Or the sh- the flow and the structure and how to keep the client, right? How to set a standard so the client will always want to come back. How to create that experience for the client, for the like a salon experience for the client to want to always come back. So I learned that there because I'm, I'm new to doing hair. I've probably like, I have had no skill, no experience. So if I were to do what I do now, I would have fucked so many people up. And that's why you're an assistant. You know, you just watch people, you learn from them and then you get better. So I took advantage of that in Houston. And then when I came to Austin, I actually started doing hair and started building a clientele, which was a feat within itself because that's another thing. So how did you initially get your first like clientele? You just take it step by step. Uh, I worked at Jose Luis. I don't know if anyone has heard about Jose Luis, but it's a, it was a pretty well-known salon back then. Like I just got clients just because How did of you get name. that gig? Freaking applied for it. <laughs> and then what? So you just written application or how, I, I googled best salon in Austin and it was the number one, you know, and I like Let's just picked go. the top three like of the salons, and I was fucking nervous for my interview, but they they interviewed me like they hired me like pretty quickly, um, and I guess like the standard. What do you think sold them? The standard like what built me in Houston, like made me fly in this in this salon because they set such high standards over there that that's just what I thought was. The norm. Yeah, the normal. So like in Houston, it's pretty cutthroat. It's not as lax as Austin. They don't, it's not as chill as Austin. So if you like, I don't know, leave a little bit of shampoo in the client's hair, they'll throw a fucking fit. They'll make you look stupid. You know, if you didn't do a good blow dry, they're like, do it again. You know, like just things like they were a little bit harsher in a good way, humbling, you know, made me see things and do things a certain way. And they anchored that habit in me. You know, if, if there was a brush left on the floor, if the towels weren't done, like they'd have your ass. Oh, yeah. You know? And Jose Luis, it's a little bit more chill. All the assistants were a little bit more lax and chill. They didn't really yell at anyone for it, you know? So I just freaking blew everyone out the water, I guess. That's awesome. And Not to I, be cocky or anything. No, no, no. I love that. And it's I, – I can really relate as well because what ended up happening for me is like I didn't really realize how valuable actually going to school, even though for those that listen to me, like – I'm very adamant that college education is going downhill and paying that much for it is not worth it. Um, for me, I didn't realize how much it became worth it until like I got into 
the startup world and realizing that, wow, the college education got me this, the corporate gigs and I saw these bigger systems at play. So once I was like this bigger fish in a smaller pond, same thing happened. I was like, oh shit. Like when I was talking to other personal trainers, I was like, oh, you don't have a system. You don't have a website. You don't have this. And like they were stacked with clients. And I was like, oh shit, I'm going to crush this <laughs> without even trying because yeah. they're, they're, they're busting their ass yeah. and they don't know half the stuff that I know how to build. Yeah. And I'm like, oh damn. And that's when, again, that wheel of saying yes to things is yeah. like, I started really fast and, yeah. and crushing it. Yeah. So what did that look like for you? So you get into Jose Luis yeah. and then- when I met you, you were cutting under Kristen, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I built a lot of my clientele at Jose Luis because they already built their name. They already had their own foundation. So people were just already coming in the door. So you just make you just make connections. You just have a good time. Given I give them a great time. You know, I always tell um, people that doing hair is kind of like dating a bunch of people. You go in for the first date. You spend a couple hours with them, have a good time, get to know each other, and then you leave and then you wish you see them every day for the rest of your life, you know? What are some tips to have a good date? Have a good date? Yeah. I don't know, be genuine. I mean, vulnerability, right? Like I love, to me, it's like another thing about what I love about doing hair is like the psychology of it. Like you're legit getting to know a human being in your chair and you're making them beautiful at the same time, you know? So you get to really see a person whenever you're going through something like that, right? Like just, I guess the ritual or the whatever of doing hair, the art of doing hair is like, you're making someone better. So I think a lot of people don't really do that when they're getting their hair done. They just freaking do hair to make the money, you know? But for me, I'm like, oh my God, who are you? You know, what's, what were your parents like? Like, you know, what? where do you want to so go? I, I feel like this, this is, this is you. It's who you are. Yeah. You can't, you can't fake that. Yeah. Has that always been you since you were a little kid or like what? Yeah. Yeah. Just like curious to a fault, like always getting myself into trouble always saying yes to things. I just wanted to try everything out, right? Like I wanted to live life to the fullest. And, you know, like your vibe attracts your tribe too. Like everyone who ended up sitting in my chair, like say like I liked someone a lot, like one of my clients, like I'm like, damn, you're a dope person. I would really, really cater them, take my time with them, give them free shit all the time because not only did I love spending time with them, but I love them as a person. So I just genuinely wanted to take care of them and genuinely wanted to bring the best out in them because – after you get to know someone, you just want them to do the best in life. So as a hairdresser, you're going to make them look good. You know, like it's such an honor to like whenever I see you and Aaron post, I don't know, your freaking marriage pictures or whatever photo shoots you do. I'm like, damn, I fucking did their hair. They look so good. You know, yeah. like it, it feels so good. We got some shout out Katie Denton. We got some. <laughs> um, so we got in the Huffington Post like two years ago. And yeah, one of the things we started realizing, like, especially with COVID is like, shit, we haven't done a photo shoot in a while. And yeah. like, this is something we actually should be leaning into a little bit more because mm -hmm. we are, we love it. Um, first off, it, it, it's, it's a rush. It's that orgasmic feeling. Like yeah. I love being on a photo shoot with my wife. Yeah. Um, and I feel good when I do it. But then also like, we actually are pretty good at it mm -hmm. um, naturally mm -hmm. um, just because we know we're so genuine with each other. It's, yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Um, and what makes that easy is just like, being around people like you, like your yeah. vibe attracts your tribe. We have such a tribe of people um, that support what we're working on and where we're trying to go. It makes it easy to kind of just step into things that are uncomfortable. Because yeah. I remember the first yeah. time, actually the first shoot is the one that we got in the Huffington Post for. Oh, sweet. Aaron was, I, I still remember this. We actually at Mozart's yesterday mm. and we were at Mozart's in probably two years ago. And she gets a DM from this woman, Katie Denton, who's a badass photographer. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, some clients bailed on me. 
And here's an idea for other photographers out there. Um, she like would rent Airbnbs and get cool spots and then oh, yeah, do yeah. photo shoots in them. Yeah. And so we did that. And of course, I'm like you and I'm like, she gets this DM, like, we got to go. Yeah. And she's like, but I have school tomorrow. I'm like, fuck school. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have school the next day too. Yeah. Like, let's go do this. And she's like, I don't know, but blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, what time do you need to be back? <laughs> like, we have to go to this. Yeah. Like, let's go and I will speed to get you back. Yeah. And we went to it and it was like, it was amazing. And it was, we got in the Huffington Post for these bathtub shots. Cool. Um, and I have this saying, which I forget what it's from. It's an NFL player, but you look good. You feel good. You feel good. You play good. You play good. They pay good. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that paying for a good experience, like what you provide, is going to come back twofold mm -hmm. in the long run. Mm -hmm. So the price that we pay to get our haircut might be high. The price might be high, but the cost to our lives mm -hmm. is actually fulfilling our lives yeah. with more joy and a better experience. Yeah. But have you had – because I wanted to ask you this. Mm -hmm. Have you had any bad experiences where oh, you're yeah. like, oh, shit, like, nah, fam. Like, yeah. what does that look like? Because I mean, it stresses me out just knowing that you cut people's hair on a yeah. daily basis. Like, that just stresses me out. Yeah. To so, me, it's like you just got to, like, have tough skin, right? There's always people who are going to leave unhappy. You just – you're not going to please everyone. Throughout my journey, I've been doing it, what, for five years now? Like, I've fucked people up. You know, like that's so humbling because th that's not your intention. You don't want to fuck people up, but it happens. It's how do you rebound off of that? You know, Oof, so it's good. like, fuck, dude, like I understand I fucked up. Let me do what I can to make it to help like to redeem myself. And, you know, if I like them, I'm totally going to do that. If I don't, I'm, I'm not going to sweat it. You know what I mean? Like there's girls that I have today that don't like what I do regardless. I'm like. If you don't like what I do, they what do come you in looking for something to not like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, then why do you come to me? Like, I've had a, I have this one person in mind. I've tried to like let her go. I'm like, you're always unhappy. Go to someone else here. I, I'm referring her to like so many people that I would think would do a great job. And she's like, Mary, I just know I'm difficult. I'm sorry, blah blah blah. Like, she just changed herself up real quick, you know. But interesting. My ideal like schedule in my career with just doing hair at least, it's like, I want to be able to look at my schedule. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, CJ, Thomas, Izzy, Aaron. Yeah, like, just yeah. my homies all day. You know what I mean? Like making money, helping my homies look good so they can make money. Yeah, that's awesome. And that, you know? I think that that's one thing that just comes with time. And I loved what you said. It's not what happens. It's how you kind of respond to it. Yeah. And it's just like with our thoughts. Like your first thought might be negative and your first thought might not be the best. We're human beings. Like yeah. we're emotional creatures. Yeah. But the second thought you can control. As soon as you have that thought, you can either be like go down the rabbit hole mm -hmm. into that negativity or mm -hmm. you can be like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to go for a run and yeah. like change my frequency and yeah. vibe just like you were talking about. Exactly. So I love how you kind of put that in business context where it's like you can't, you can't change the day that your client has had when they come in. Mm -hmm. So if something goes wrong – and you mess up, the only thing you can control is like what you do when you do mess up. Do yeah. you own up to that? So that's, yeah. that's very humbling advice for anybody else out there that's listening because that's really just the reality of life. Like yeah. we can't control kind of like what happens to us. Mm -hmm. We can only control that second or third thing that mm -hmm. we're going to be rolling with. Mm -hmm. So man, this, this is so good. I, I just love, it's just like we're in the, I got to get my hair cut more. Um, <laughs> you always say that. No, yeah. It's we got to do podcasts more. <laughs> yeah, maybe next one we could do, do a podcast Ooh. while I get my hair cut. Yeah. Cause I do have, I do have mics that you can set up that, um, Everyone tells me that they gotta start making podcasts while I do hair. No, you need to make a YouTube channel, which That's I what, told you in the beginning. Fuck, dude. 
Yeah, you I would do. you would crush it. Please, yeah. whoever's listening to this right now, <laughs> please reach out to Mary Joy and tell her I sent you and tell this girl to like get some type of video or audio out there because she has these conversations on All the, the regular every single day yeah. and people need to hear it because I always leave your chair feeling like I'm going to conquer the world. Yeah. And again, just like it's it's one thing to sit here and talk about how you like try to make an experience and try to do these different things and it's another thing to actually have experienced it mm-hmm. and what I love about it is it's simplicity at its finest. I'm, I'm a sucker for simplicity. I don't need bells and whistles and anything too crazy. I need a chair, a good haircut, and good conversation. Mm-hmm. And from the get-go, that's what you provide. So I love to – when I first cut your hair, you're working for somebody else, but then you opened your own little thing, and I fell in love with your business when you did that because it truly showed me – who you were that because like when I first met you it's just like you're you again you were in the suite that wasn't owned by you can't really yeah. tell like where you're going with your business yeah. and, and what your vibe is yeah um but as soon as you open your own little thing and you're you're sitting under the the sink trying to fix the sink yourself <laughs> I'm like damn this chick's a badass like and she does not give any fucks like whatsoever she's doing her thing and she's gonna do it her way yeah and I respected the hell out of that <laughs> what was kind of like that peak that you hit where you were like, all right, I need to go open my own little thing because I think a lot of people are at the peak right now, mm-hmm. but they don't want to go to the other hill. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go to the other side of it because they know when you get to this peak, you know, it's going down. Yeah. That's the funny thing. Like I get it. I got in my engineering career. I was like, all right, I'm close to making six figures. Now I can keep going and I'm at this peak. Mm-hmm. If I jump right now, it's going to be downhill and I'm not going to make much money for the next three to five years, which is the case because all my money is going back into my business. Yeah. So you're at this peak, oh man, I'm making good money for somebody else. But shit, if I open my own thing, it brings a lot of responsibility, mm-hmm. just like you had mentioned. What made you do it? That's the fun part, right? Like, you know, like we're ad- ad- adrenaline junkies. Like when you think of it as a roller coaster, you're at the peak. What if, if you just stop there, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> the point of the roller coaster is to get that rush and go down and like have that ride. You know what I mean? So it's like, I look forward to the down. Like you have to understand like what whatever you do, entrepreneur, fucking family, having a kid, whatever you do, you're going to go down and that you can't be scared of it. If anything, lean into it. You know, yeah, like this is the let thing. Go. Like, this is the have, cool. Have fun I, doing it. And you have good analogies. You go down before you do a loop. Yeah. Like, and then you kind of need that momentum to go back up, right? Like yeah. it just does its thing. And Back to the frequency thing, like once you're just doing you, you're vibing on the right vibe, just doing whatever, opportunity just fall on your lap. Us, for example, like how how we met really weird, like out of anyone she could have gotten her hair done with in Houston, she happens to see, meet a homegirl, then she comes to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how many people are attached to us? Right? Like <laughs> we know everyone, I feel. It's crazy. And then this spot, like Logan, our friend Logan, like just happens to find this place. My friend fucking owns it, you know? And then I'm like, dude, I can't not get okay, it. Okay. Okay. So we have to, I have to backtrack because yeah. people need, people need to hear this. Yeah. Um, uh, the audience. So you opened this little, the little spot. The little um, garage. How long were you there? <laughs> so it, like, it didn't even have a bathroom. Like literally yeah. this was just like built out. And, and the reason I want to focus on this before we kind of get to both of our offices right now, yeah. which are on the same little street yeah, is because- that's really life and business in a nutshell is kind of like your path where it was like you did the dirty work and then you moved around a little bit and you're trying to prove people wrong, but then it starts to not become about proving people wrong and really just step into your own. And when you found this little place, 
What was your mindset then? Like, what was what was the goal with that spot? I mean, I don't want to say I didn't have a choice, but I went to Canada, learned some things. And while I was there, like me and Kristen just kind of outgrew each other. Like we could not fit our schedules in that little or our clientele in that little space. So eventually she was like, hey, Mary, like I got to change my schedule up. Like you won't be able to work there anymore because, you know, it coincides with yours. So I'm like, all right, I'll find my own spot. Initially, I was just going to get a suite next to her, like somewhere still in that west side vicinity. But then my acupuncturist, um, who's a really good friend of mine, he said there's a little shop that was opened up like right next to him. So he's like, check it out. I got it. I didn't question it. Uh, I just went from there. Because it wasn't set up to be like a a salon. I mean, it was, but it was kind of janky. You know what I mean? Like it was a, a house that was renovated to fit salons in, you know, so Everything in that house was a salon. And then I had like this little bungalow space that I just put a shampoo bowl in and made it into a salon. It was supposed to be the garage of the house, right? And how long were you there? Like a year, maybe. And were you actively looking for another place to move into or was kind of like where we're at just random? Yeah, it was kind of random. I was having a conversation at True Foods with Logan saying like how I want to move out of my parents' house. Like I just wanted to move out of my parents' house. I wasn't thinking about moving salons. But I was like, yo, I don't want to have to pay money for a place that I'm never at because I'm always working. I'm always out doing something. So if I got an apartment or something, it would just be burnt. The money would be burnt. So he was like, why don't you just like buy a house or something and rent one room out or change one room into a salon? And then he's like, wait, this place just got built out. Go check it out. How did he find this spot? My Our friend, like our friend Shannon, who's our, my landlord, she's a realtor. And she saw she worked right across the street and she saw this place get built up. She knew it was going to be profitable. So, yeah. Legit. I know. So, so cool. This is the cool part of this story. <laughs> I mean, there, there's, so, there's a lot of cool there's parts. A lot of cool, like, yeah. There's a lot of cool parts. And just want to say before I forget, thank you for coming on because I, <laughs> I really like this conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Thrive HQ was founded because of Mary Joy. And it's a pretty <laughs> funny story. So, she opened up. This is a new apartment complex, and there's like, what is there, five live-work units? Yeah. So there's like five spots where upstairs you can basically have your bedroom or a studio or whatever. It's our podcast studio and our kitchen and our, our office, but for Mary Joy, it's her apartment apartment yeah. where she sleeps. Yeah. And then downstairs is my gym. Downstairs is her salon. Yeah. And she had gotten the spot, I guess, the end of last year, mm-hmm. and I was kind of – it was kind of funny because – I'm a pretty like chill guy. Like I'm I'm pretty structured and chill and like I know where I'm going in life and stuff yeah. like that. I've always kind of been like that. But at the end of last year, I was struggling a lot because in my business, I was like, shit, I've already kind of accomplished everything that <laughs> when I quit my job, yeah. I was like, I need to make enough money to do what I love, mm-hmm. build a network, build a brand. And that's all I'd thought through. Yeah. I'd never thought through anything else. And I was after freedom just like you. Yeah. And I was like, shit, like what does 2020 look like? Well, I didn't think of COVID then, but I was like, damn, I I don't know what to do with my life. Like I make decent money. I love what I do. Like I have a community. What do I want to do? And then I get an email from Jessica, who's our landlord. Yeah. And it was like, hey, I have this spot. I think it would like help Thrive grow and blah, blah, blah. And I saw the price and I was just like, nah, I can't do it. Yeah. And I had immediately just like limited myself. Yeah. I didn't even look into it. but. The connector in me, and this is, you could vibe with this. I responded and said, Hey, I would love to come check it out. I'm always down to meet new people, and maybe one of my friends needs it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do an IG story and just, I'd love to meet you because yeah. in the future, I'm going to be in 
I'm going to be looking for an office. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I'm going to Barcelona. Do you want to chat in three weeks? I was like, yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. Then I had like a mental breakdown. <laughs> I, remember like, that. In, I remember that. Within these three weeks, yeah. I had this mental breakdown. And the reason I'm telling this full story is just because I want to connect full circle with yeah. how much you've impacted me and Aaron over the years. So what ended up happening was I had this mental breakdown. Shout out to my buddies, Mike and Joe, for really I like, in, yeah, they're the best. Yeah. Um, from Magic Marketing, they were literally grilling me on like, you have this, you have this, you have that. Like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And I go home and I'm rambling all these things off. And like, I had a, a mental breakdown. What it looks like for me is like, I don't cry. I don't do any of that. It's I'm all over the place. Mm -hmm. Like my ADHD just goes, I'm working on seven different things. I'm like, I got to do this and this. And Aaron's like, I think you just need a spot. Like you, you need, you've been helping other people grow their brands. You just need your own thing where you show up to every day and you're just super passionate about your thing. Container. Yeah. Like to, to, to really, instead of spreading the energy and the yeah. vibe everywhere, like house of energy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you'd be cool with me, like kind of like going all in, like, cause that's really what it looked like is like, we're going to use our, our savings to get it off the ground. And like, we're going to go all in on this and I'm going to be working 10, 14 hour days and you might not see me much. And that's where I went and got a haircut with you. This is a funny <laughs> thing. So it's just like, normally when I get haircuts, there's, it's for two reasons. One, my hair's getting too long and Aaron doesn't like it. That's, that's rare because usually I just do my own thing regardless of what she thinks in a good way. Yeah. But two, conversation, like just let loose, yeah. open up my mind and have yeah. a good conversation. And this was one of those times where I didn't really, it was winter time. I don't, I don't get haircuts mm -hmm. in November typically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I come and I walk through and I see th the spot that Thrive is at now. And I'm like, shit, this could work. Like it could be the gym downstairs and then upstairs. And then like, this is everything I've envisioned. Then I got to yours and I was like, can you connect me yeah. with the landlord? Yeah. So you connect me, I reach out to her and then she straight up calls me and she's like, you know, I'm the same woman that emailed you like <laughs> a month ago. And right then and there, like I was like, Oh shit! <laughs> the universe is telling me I That's need a spot, regardless of what what is happening. I this is the vibe I need to be on. And yep. then talking with you is like, oh, we could we could do this and do that. Yep. Um. Obviously, COVID ruined some of our like party plans okay. and meetups and all that, but yeah. it'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. Um. But yeah, I wanted to tell that long winded story because I don't think a lot of people know how we really got to this spot, and yeah. it's all because of you. Yeah. I mean, it was legit. I think it was just kind of fate whether you believe it or not like it's supposed to happen and you had told your landlord i guess they were looking for other people like you to mm -hmm. fill these spots mm -hmm. and then she talked to jessica yeah. is that how that worked i think so yeah because she her and jessica are friends so they just yeah she, they kind of just like told each other man it's been such a such a, a cool ride isn't that crazy like everyone like when when covid hit yeah i was hurting because it took my it took my business down but once you build a relationship with somebody like your landlord, whatever, like people will have your back. The community, you know what I mean? People were like, Mary, do you need help with anything? Like they were keeping my business alive while I was down, you know? And it's like, you can't fail, number one, if you believe in yourself. And number two, if you have people who believe in you. Like there's, there's no such thing. When the gun's at your head, mm -hmm. you have to take action. Yeah. Like, that's really what happens. I love that. And I that's, love not having a choice. Whether to like you head. just don't have a choice. Yeah. It's either yeah. like- yeah, there's just no choice. Um, when someone's <laughs> when someone's pointing a gun at you, it's just like, man, I I got to do something yeah. right now. Do or, or die, bad, dude. yeah, something bad's gonna happen, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that was the case for me because initially, again, like I when I looked at that, I was like, oh, I can't do that, and just limiting, limiting. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because like I'm the guy that helps people get unlimited, mm -hmm. and 
I think for me, it was really interesting. And I don't know if you had the same feeling was I had become numb because I hadn't found anything that was limited. Like, because I am such a rambunctious, positive type, like I couldn't figure out what would actually challenge me. I was just like, what would fuel my fire? And I was like, oh shit, having a hefty amount of rent and like building out my own studio and having to make sure it's a great experience. And like, the difference is I used to just be able to work and go to somebody else's spot and then I can go home and chill. Mm -hmm. Like now it's like, oh, like right before this podcast, I was like, shit, my succulents are dying. <laughs> like it just little things yeah. add up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I didn't have to think about before and making sure that this place stays clean and, yep. and a good vibe yep. and good experience. And like, you don't realize how much the money starts adding up. And mm -hmm. for me, I started realizing that the only way I get to the person I want to become is if I take this next step. Yeah. For you, I'd love to dive into that conversation we had when you first got this on. You're like, damn, I don't, how am I going to afford this? Mm -hmm. All these things. Mm -hmm. How did you go from that kind of mentality to like where you're at now, where it's like, even with COVID, like you're driving through, yeah. through everything. What was the kind of, cause this is, this is new for both of us. Yeah. I kind of relate everything to like working out. Right. So financially, spiritually, like it's like putting weights on the weight rack, you know? Like we just put, I don't know, 50 pounds on our rack and we're just like, all right, let's keep pushing and eventually this will get easy. Eventually our overhead will be 100K like a fucking month. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if we're sweating over 4K, like what the fuck? You know, like this is, this should be five pounds by the end of, I don't know, this year. You know, it's just, it has to get easier. If, and it, if it looks hard in the beginning, it's like, all right, let's take it on, you know, and just keep pushing at it till it gets easy. Which I love. Yeah. Um, because that, again, your analogies are great. I've lifted the bar off the rack every single month since we've hit it. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I was like, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah. In um, the beginning, it's really, really uh, – You're taking on three different jobs all at one time. Yeah. You're not just cutting hair at mm -hmm. that point. Like mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're running a place. You have to market. You have mm -hmm. to sell. You have to make sure customer experience is great. Mm -hmm. So before we wrap up, I'd love to learn a little bit more about what your business looks like today. You have a new person in your studio. Mm -hmm. Shout her out. Yeah. What does it look like? What is what does today look like? And then we'll kind of get into yeah. where you're going. Right now, it seems like it's really chill. Like what I have right now is ideal for the COVID world, right? Like I live right upstairs. I'm basically working from home. I'm basically quarantining. So the vibe of my salon is very chill, laid back. If you go to a normal salon, there's a lot of masks. There's a lot of masks up. But when you come over to my salon, the experience is like, oh, you're just chilling with a homegirl and you happen to get your hair done. Granted, it needs to have more structure and it needs to run more like a salon if I want to grow. I guess what does structure in your head look like? Um, because it's different for everybody. Like yeah. you don't want to become a corporatized salon. I know that for a fact. Yeah. But in, in with your vibe, because I'm dealing with the same thing with vibe. Like we're becoming more structured so that I can scale. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So right now it's just I'm really just running myself. Right. I need to understand how it is to run someone else. Eventually, run multiple people, and I can't have the laxness that I do now of just like me waking up and going to work, right? Like I have to have a system in place and standards set their experience from how they find me on the internet, how they book mm. with me to how they come in, how they leave. Like that all needs to be a structure. Like you talk about like emails, stuff like that. What my website looks like. My website needs to be worked on. Like it's bare minimum, you know, like it's just upping my ante because there's always things to work on. There's always things to refine. What is the big domino? This is me getting into consultant talk. What is that? What does that even mean? Like you mentioned a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. What is the big domino that knocks over the, all the other dominoes? So a good instance for me would be 
okay, I post a lot on social media. Yeah. People think that my business is Instagram. And it's like, no, I do a lot of consulting, right? But the big domino for me isn't either of those. The big domino is I need to get my website finalized so that when someone goes to my website, they know the problem I can help them solve with this unique solution that I have, with then the result I can help them get. And then they're willing to either A, contact me or B, sign up to my newsletter. And then the newsletter needs to be built out to provide free value to people that have never heard of me or talked to me. or And that's all automated. Okay. So that's a big domino that unlocks 20 other doors rather I could sit here and continue working on little dominoes which is like we need to make our Instagram videos better yeah. or we need to make our lunch and learns better mm -hmm. or I need to make my office better like those are all things that need to get done they're tasks that we do need to focus on mm -hmm. but what is the big domino that kind of unlocks all the other doors that's a good question and I don't know if my my answer that popped up first in my head is technically the right answer you're gonna have I'm gonna think about this all day. This such thing is the right answer. Um, you make the right answer. I guess I, well, <laughs> the first thing that comes in my head is number one, the experience, right? Like nobody really knows the kind of experience they're getting until they sit in my chair, you know? And then like y'all can't stop talking about it, right? You're like, oh, go see Mary Joy. And you don't even, they don't but even. You need to it. capture that so someone that doesn't know you can see it. What do you mean? So like. Like a video? This, this, is, this, is, what I, this is what I would say your biggest domino is. You. And it's dissecting from this whole conversation. You said, I would love to wake up and see my calendar stacked with like a certain type of person. Yeah, like people I love. Okay, well, define the characteristics of those people. And there's hundreds of us out there. But how do you find us? The thing is, the best people to have in your chair, they're not easy to find because we're not the ones that go on social looking for things, right? We're the ones that hear word of mouth, right? Here's a great example. And I'm going to make this succinct. When I try to tell people about this experience, I have no links to easily show them. If I send them to your webpage, it's like just hair. Mm -hmm. But imagine if I have a, a three-minute video to say, hey, this is what the experience looks like. Yeah. And then I'm selling for you. So then you have your target market because yeah. like my, I'm an extension of that target market. Yeah. All the people I hang around are the people that you probably want to cut hair of. Yeah. And right? you help build my clientele. Like I have a lot to thank you for too, you know? It, that's okay. <laughs> that's that's my superpower. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah, we help each other. For sure. But strive together, thrive together. Mm -hmm. But for you, it's really your customer avatar. Yeah. Have three to five of them. And then once you define that customer avatar, it's what channels are those people already in that if I just give them a video link or if I say this newsletter or whatever. Yeah. So when CJ, Thomas, Aaron, Matt Delgado goes out into the world, it's like, and they're like, oh, who do you get your haircut by? Instead of me just saying it to somebody, because if I just say it to them, they're going to forget. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, I don't know who that is, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm like, yo, here's here's her link. Mm -hmm. Like, check out this video. And right there. That's there. selling for you. Yeah. Then they can see the experience and like, exactly. yo, this is fucking badass. So that, even above and beyond a website, mm -hmm. because you've been operating without that for however long. Yeah. But the scale, it's really like the vibe that you give. Yeah. How do you do that digitally? And yeah. I'm trying to practice what I preach because that's what we're working on at Thrive. It's yeah. like this this space, like people come into it and they want to stay here for hours. Mm -hmm. But how can I show that? Yeah. And how do we digitally, because yep. I want to reach people across the globe, how do we digitally show that feeling where they want to spend three hours with us in a lunch and learn? Yeah. And they're like, yo, I love this vibe. And they're yep. talking about it all the time. So You need to start a YouTube channel. It's funny <laughs> you fucking say that. If I had my journal right now, like <laughs> literally I'm reading the book called Traffic Funnels by Russell Brunson. Okay. And uh it's more about, I'm always about the why. Yeah. Why you need to start a YouTube channel is it's evergreen. It's a search engine. 
it's the second best search engine besides Google. Google owns YouTube. Yeah. So when someone goes in and is like, how do I build a customer avatar? Just like what I was just talking about. Mm -hmm. They could find me, but that sits there for years. So mm -hmm. even five years later, they could find that video and I could pop off then. Mm -hmm. Instagram doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. You post a video today and it's gone. Yeah. Like nobody is searching that again. Yeah. Right. So yeah. YouTube is great for evergreen content. And that's the reason I've been looking into it is how do I structure this so that I know five years from now, these videos that I make today, that's when they're really going to be valuable. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm looking into. And since you said that to me, you need to do it because <laughs> you literally could be like, there's so much value just from this podcast alone is yeah. like, how to start your own salon, how to like, mm -hmm. how to wash hair, how to do shampoo, how to color your own hair, yeah. how to like just, just so to, many things. And just to have fun, you know, like I really just want to film the conversations that I have with my clients, you know, because so we talk about here's anything my idea. and everything. Uh, it's crazy that you just mentioned that because this morning I was like, okay, what would my YouTube channel look like? The ideas I have is I always try to showcase other people rather than just myself. Mm. So the ideas I have, I wrote down a list and I was like, how to quit your job. Yeah. Okay, Corey's going to do that. Yeah. How to quit your job and work on your passion. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to do a 10-minute YouTube video with him showing how he quit his corporate job to work on his passion and I'm the moderator. Mm -hmm. So I'm more of like the podcaster moderator type because yeah. that's what I like to do. Yeah. And I want the story to be on him. Yeah. Well, this also gives him content to then share. Yeah. So it drives more traffic into the YouTube channel and you could already do this because you have clients like mm -hmm. me who come there every day. Mm -hmm. Next would be like, it's hard for women to get abs, right? So Aaron has abs. So it's like, mm -hmm how to really get abs. Mm -hmm. Most people think like, oh, work out more, exercise less. Well, yeah. there's way more to it yeah. than that. Yeah. Recovery, your hormones, just so much other stuff that we could teach yeah. but we, that we haven't done yet. Yeah. And then like Jake, how to drop out of college and follow your dream, Yeah. right? Just I want to showcase videos of that, mm -hmm. which ultimately will be evergreen content to then come back to it all encapsulates, okay, how to thrive on life is mm -hmm. I'm very intrigued just like you are by all mm -hmm. these different things. Yeah. Like so many topics have been covered in my salon, like rape, empowerment. I don't know, people coming in and out of jail, people who are coming out of addiction. Like I just love thinking about the human psyche and how people overcome it just through their way. And to me, if you allow yourself to just see someone else's view in life, it expands your consciousness and your mind. So you, you're less judgmental. Nothing scares you anymore because you've seen people go through so many things and survive it. So it's like, shit, if they can do it, I can do it. So there's actually been studies done that – People that face hardship or death get close to that. That's why I believe in soul and spirit. They become yeah. a completely new person. Yeah. And it's something I've been studying a lot is like, how can you force that without having the hardship? Mm -hmm. So for me, if like I want to grow in my business, I can't wait for that. Just like we were talking about roller coasters, I can't wait for the down mm -hmm. to then get a new peak. Yeah. So I'm trying to like, and this is where looking into stuff like Wim Hof, I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, like, like breathing. I didn't know. So watching this. I rarely watch Netflix or anything like that, but we turned something on with Gwyneth Paltrow. It's called Goop. Yeah. And she does stuff with her company and they did, they went to the ice, ice man, oh. Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah. And you learned that his wife actually jumped off an eight-story building Whoa. and left him and with four kids. Oh, no, wait, she so died. she died. Okay. And left him with four kids. I didn't know this. You yeah. just know Wim Hof is the ice man, right? Yeah. Well, what actually inspired the ice man was his wife had so much anxiety and depression. She killed herself, left him with four kids. He didn't know what the fuck he was going to do. So he started looking into the human body and the psyche and learning all this stuff. Then the Wim Hof method came, which yeah. is helping millions wow. of people, obviously. Yeah. And the only reason I'm touching on this is, again, because what you're talking about, those discussions, what you're really doing is doing what Wim Hof is doing is helping people get to that mm -hmm. next peak. Because if they come in and they talk about those hardships, that helps them become that new person. Mm -hmm. um, so 
It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I had my like little near life experience and that's kind of what shifted me. That's like, dude, I should have died this day. There's no way that I'm like supposed to like I'm I'm supposed to do something in this world. And then yeah, it kind of just was a trajectory to where I am now cuz it made me believe in soul and spirit. Like you can't not believe in it if you kiss death. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you just there's another interesting thing is who said this? Um like every night we go to sleep not afraid, yeah. but we fear death. Yeah. Why are we not afraid to sleep, but we fear death? Because sleeping is just death. Mm-hmm. We don't know if we're going to wake up. Yeah. And everyone goes to the bed every single night. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be so cool. Good. I'm going to wake up tomorrow, yeah. right? Sleep. Yes, yeah. I'm excited about sleep. Yeah. But then also another interesting way, and not to get too metaphysical, is <laughs> like, what if this is death? I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's just like, what's on the other end? You don't know. Yeah. Um, and but I don't death wanna, is just another life. Yeah. I don't want to go down that wormhole because yeah. that's a whole nother yeah. episode. Yeah. I love to kind of end <laughs> on like, I ask a lot of people this question, like, what's your moonshot goal? Like, I know you don't want to be a hairstylist for the rest of your life. Yeah. So this is your chance to kind of just throw paint on the wall yeah. and just say all the fucking awesome things that you hope to do yeah. in the next five, 10, 20 years. And maybe yeah. someone out there will connect with them and kind of get you closer to those goals yeah. faster than you would have anticipated. Yeah. I mean, it, we kind of touched on my moonshot goal and that's freedom. And the answer to that always changes every time. So I don't know what my future really looks like. I just know that I will be able to have the power to create whatever, whenever, whatever that looks like. I, I want to have the power to freaking save people from this homelessness and people from depression and anxiety. Okay. I'm going to rephrase this question. Okay. <laughs> you have freedom today. Yeah. What does your day look like? Um. Flash forward to that freedom. Like shit. What like, okay, let like? me go to Paris today. <laughs> and then what? I feel like flying to Paris. I don't know. Freaking hanging out with people in Paris. Just doing whatever, buying shit, you know, helping people out, just legit doing whatever, you know, not having to worry about a damn thing, whether it's like my thoughts, whatever. I just want to be able to have the financial power, the mental power, everything. Fucking walk on water, shit. Like, I want to be able to prove myself that I can do anything. I love it. (laughs) I don't even know what that looks like. I think it's impossible to get to because true freedom, like, again, you're always going to find something that you're going to want to work towards because, like, learning in and of itself you'll get bored of that freedom and then you'll challenge yourself again. Yeah. Which is, again, I don't know if that's complete freedom. I'm completely spitballing now because in my mind that wouldn't be complete freedom because you're still attached yeah. to the the need to want and to learn. Mm-hmm. Complete freedom, I guess, would just be meditating for the rest of your life without any expectation. But it's it's an interesting thing. And I like yeah. I like how you put that because I think a lot of people need to start with the self-awareness to say that's what they're after is freedom because they're attached more to the materialism mm-hmm. of things, which is like, I want the house. Yeah. I want the boyfriend. Yeah. I want whatever. Yeah. And Rather, there's no fulfillment in that. Yeah. There's no, there's no fulfillment in that versus saying I want freedom and defining that freedom to themselves because yeah. freedom to me looks way different than yeah. like, I feel free right now like yeah. on this podcast and doing what I love. Like that's, that's freeing to me. Mm-hmm. There is constraints that I have to operate under, mm-hmm. which I'm not as free as I would hope, but I'm free in certain aspects of my life. So it's definitely an interesting conversation. And, and thank you so much for coming on. Mm-hmm. Is there any parting words that you would love <laughs> to leave the audience with before we kind of wrap up? Um, don't be afraid to go down the roller coaster, man. Just fucking just go for it. Do you but, like r- roller coasters in real life? Oh my God, I love everything. I haven't been on a roller coaster in forever. We should get a crew to like go to a theme park. Okay, I'm down. I, I haven't been the one probably – has to be a decade. 
Really? Yeah, over a decade. I mean, it's weird, right? Roller, roller coasters have kind of gotten boring for me because you already know what's going to happen. All right, how do we make it interesting? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, will, I will still enjoy it, but you know, like, yeah, just don't be afraid to go down it. Let's jump out of planes then. Exactly. Um, but thank you so much to you guys that are tuning in. It was such a pleasure. This was a really cool conversation for me to have because Mary Joy has unlocked a lot of other things in my life. Yep. And I'm always into connecting people. So how can our audience best connect with you? Where can they find you at? Uh, right next door from CJ's. Uh, let me do your hair sometime. <laughs> It'd be great. And then digitally? Digitally. How can they, uh, reach uh, out to Instagram you? at Mary X Joy. That's really all I got. So, yeah. Awesome. As always, we'll attach these in the show notes. And two of the biggest takeaways that I have from this conversation were, one, you you gain your tribe through your vibe. Yeah. So it's up to you every single morning to realize what frequency you're operating at and then operate at the frequency that you want to be at. Um, and that's, that's solely on you. So there's nobody else out there that can do it. And then as soon as you operate at the frequency, you're going to get this tribe around you. And as you've heard through my story and getting HQ and everything that that is kind of like blossom into, because I know Mary Joy and she knows other people that actually happened. And it wasn't just a fictitious thing. It, it's a reality, like yeah. that tribe and that vibe works in your favor. Um, and then the other thing, which was the most powerful thing I heard this whole conversation, and I think a lot of people need to hear this in their lives, is you can't control that first outcome. You can only control how the energy and the work ethic that you put into the second thing. So that first thought you have in your head might not necessarily be able to control. You're an emotional creature, but you can control that second thought of, do I need to go for a run right now? Do I need to eat? Do I need to surround myself with better people? You have control over that second th thought or action. Um, there's a lot of people in this world that need to start realizing that you can't be allowing that first thought to control your life. So again, thank you guys all for listening and give it up for Mary Joy. Please reach out to her. If you're in the Austin, Texas area, give her a shot with cutting your hair. Um, she's a blessing to talk to and <laughs> I love y'all. Talk to you guys next time. This is CJ Finley with the Thrive on Life podcast. Thrive on y'all. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. On behalf of our small team behind the scenes and myself, thank you so much for listening to another one of our Thrive on Life episodes. The time you spend with us is very much appreciated. As mentioned before the show, our mission is always to help those around us get better. We fully understand that we can go so much further in life together as a team, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. So if you're interested in joining our community, please head to thriveonlife.com and join our Mighty Network. Within this network, you will find a diverse group of people that is on a mission of self-improvement. Within each improvement we make as individuals, we can then be of service to this world and help it get better as a whole. What's awesome is we've already had people make new friends, receive job offers, and collaborate on new business and creative opportunities. But most importantly, within this group, you will be guaranteed the ability to learn, grow, and share experiences with other like-minded individuals. This aspect is critical to our world becoming a better place for everyone, and we are proud of our group because it represents this. For other updates on the podcast community and business, please join our weekly mailing list. We'd love to hear from you. And before I leave you, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.